Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. From Mamma Mia, hi, I'm Claire Murphy. Welcome to The Quickie, getting you up to speed daily. When comedian Fiona O'Loughlin's alcoholism got out of control, she had moments of clarity that were both painful and insightful. It will take everything you've got. And then when you find yourself literally stripped bare and it's the heartbreak of knowing that you were wrong, so very, very wrong. 17% of Australians over the age of 14 drink at levels that increase their long-term risk of alcohol-related disease or injury. That's more than 4 million individuals who have an addiction to a drug that is one of the deadliest to detox from, but also one that is legal and accepted as a way Aussies socialise. As we head into the silly season, albeit one changed by COVID in 2020, we look at the toll a drinking problem can really take. Comedian Fiona O'Loughlin says if she could describe her addiction to alcohol as a person, it would be someone who's very much in the headlines right now. Donald Trump, a narcissist, a liar, the worst, the worst, but as charming as all get out too. It's the only disease that will actively tell you you don't have a disease and it speaks to you through advertising. It's like, see, you idiot, it's legal. What's wrong with you? Yeah, it makes you feel like there's something wrong with you. Fiona's battle with the bottle became very public back in 2009 when she collapsed while performing on stage in Brisbane. Audience members recalling her slurring her words, rambling and insulting the crowd. She sat down on a couch but then fell to the ground, the comedian crawling on her hands and knees until someone finally cut the show short. She says her career certainly gave her addiction a boost. I think it fast-tracked my alcoholism. I now recognise that my experience of what alcohol did to me is different to normal people. Yeah, my drinking was never normal. I didn't realise that. But I think my career fast-tracked my alcoholism. It's a progressive disease. And I was about a five, I guess, when I started. And I fast-tracked it to 10. I think had I not been a stand-up, I would have still fast-tracked to 10, but it would have taken 10 years longer. At the time of the collapse, she was in the middle of filming Dancing with the Stars, exhaustion blamed for her behaviour. But O'Loughlin would later admit that she was struggling with alcohol addiction, a fight that took her to rock bottom. Describing in her new book, Truths from an Unreliable Witness, Finding Laughter in the Darkest of Places, that years later, after splitting from her husband, she ended up homeless, living in a house with meth addicts and a rabbit. It will take everything you've got. And then when you find yourself literally stripped bare and it's the heartbreak of knowing that you were wrong, so very, very wrong, it never, ever gets better. It wants your life. Think of it as a personality. A disease has a job to do. And the disease of alcoholism's job is to take everything from you, including your life. 
The National Alcohol Indicators Project, conducted by the National Drug Research Institute, found that in 2015, an estimated 5,797 Australians died from alcohol-attributable cases. 21% of those were due to alcohol dependence, something outlined in SBS's doco series Addicted Australia, which followed 10 Australians as they battled their substance abuse issues. One of the treating doctors saying this about just how difficult it is to get clean after drinking. Alcohol withdrawal can be associated with a significant risk of dying, as opposed to other withdrawal phenomena for other drugs, including cannabis or methamphetamine or opioids. This is why we worry about alcohol withdrawal, and this is why we treat it so carefully. So is that true? Out of all the things we can be addicted to, is detoxing from alcohol the most deadly? Professor Dan Lubman was part of the SBS documentary that tracked a unique six-month program to help addicts out from under the burden of addiction. Dan, is that true about alcohol detox? And if so, why is that? Yeah, unfortunately that is true, and that's something that the community isn't really aware of. One of the effects that alcohol has on the brain is its depressant. So it slows down brain function and changes the way your nerves and messages back and forth. And over time, your brain and your central nervous system adjust to having alcohol around all the time. And when alcohol is taken out of your body, what happens is that that central nervous system and your brain becomes hyperactivated and that can actually create a whole range of risks, including anxiety, vomiting, sweating, and in some rare cases, seizures. So it's really important when people are drinking heavily that they see their doctor and get the right treatment. Is there a way to wean an alcoholic off of alcohol the way that they do with, say, drugs like methadone to get people off other drugs? Is there a way of doing that with another drug for alcoholics? Yeah, so when we think about drugs like methadone, methadone is, I suppose, a substitute for other opiates like heroin. So basically it replaces the heroin that somebody might be taking with a longer-acting drug that works exactly the same way. So unfortunately with alcohol, there's no real substitute that we have to give people to continually take that drug on an ongoing basis. We use drugs like benzodiazepines, like diazepam, uh, as a way of helping people to get off alcohol, um, particularly during detox. But in terms of an ongoing medication, unfortunately, there isn't anything like there is for methadone for heroin addiction. Just how big a problem is alcoholism in Australia? So alcohol is our favourite drug. You know, it's legal, it's widely accessible, it's culturally sanctioned, and it's not surprising that in treatment services, it's the number one drug that we see. So around one in five Australians will develop problems with alcohol and in their lifetime. And, you know, it's certainly something that we see significant problems with. And particularly post-COVID, we know that a lot more people have been relying on alcohol to deal with the stress and uncertainty of the future. And that's something we're particularly worried about. What can it do to your body over time, long-term alcohol abuse? Yeah, unfortunately, alcohol has um, a whole range of effects on the body. I mean, I think the way we talk about it in society, we think it's quite harmless. But in fact, it's one of the most toxic substances we know, particularly if we use it heavily. It can affect all body systems. So not only can it affect things like the liver, which people would be aware of and develop liver disease, but it's one of the most common causes of high blood pressure. It can affect the nervous system and create whole problems in terms of dementia, affects your gait, affects a whole range of other body systems and can actually make your heart swell. 
So it is a pretty toxic drug. That's why the NHMRC have the national guidelines advising people to not drink more than a certain amount. So two standard drinks every day reduces your risk of developing long-term alcohol problems and not drinking more than four standard drinks on any occasion reduces that risk of short-term harm in terms of injury. But they're guidelines and really the risk increases the more you drink. So it's about people being aware of those impacts on the brain and body and making choices around how much they want to drink. Is there a more damaging way to drink? Who's doing it worse for themselves? Someone who drinks regularly every day to excess or someone who binge drinks, say, once or twice a week to the point of, you know, blackout? So that's a really great question. I think the risks are slightly different. So when somebody's drinking every day and heavily every day, what's happening there, it's affecting a whole range of different body systems. So it has impacts both on your cardiovascular system, so increasing the risk of hypertension, affecting your liver and liver damage, impacting on your thinking can actually cause problems in terms of your nervous system. So drinking daily can have a whole range of impacts on different parts of your body. The risks when you drink in a binge pattern is less in terms of that broader body system, but it's much more likely to lead to you making poor choices, more likely to be injured. You know, most of the harms that we see in terms of people binge drinking and blacking out relate to things like motor car accidents, falls, injuries, fights. And that's a significant issue in terms of the harms that we see across Australia. How successful is rehabilitation for alcoholics here in Australia? What's the success rate that people come out the other side sober? Yeah, I think the first thing that we need to really talk about is the fact that addiction is treatable. I think that's something that the community isn't really aware of. There's lots of bad news stories out there in the media. And and we know that many people don't come forward for treatment because the belief is that treatment doesn't work. The good news is that treatment does work. But like other health conditions, like diabetes, like asthma addiction, it's a chronic health condition and there's that road to recovery. So it's about having the right supports around you, learning the skills to manage the addiction. And what we know is that the majority of people who do have treatment go on and have fulfilling lives. One in five Australians will succumb to an addiction at some stage in their lives, whether that be alcohol, drugs or gambling. And that number doesn't take into account the ever-expanding circle of family and friends that are also affected by the disease. Something Fiona says she has to face as her drinking saw her family fall apart. My children lost their sense of security. You know, there's nothing worse than lying awake at night worrying about where an alcoholic loved one is. And it takes a lot of repair. She is now in recovery, but her journey has taken some very serious turns, including a month spent in hospital in a coma after suffering from carbon monoxide poisoning from her heater, something she says she would have picked up on had she not been drinking at the time, but that her body has managed to fight back. I don't know what I'm made of, kryptonite or something, because our bodies are incredible things and your liver is an extremely forgiving organ but it will only take so much i fortunately don't have any permanent damage other than a mild brain injury in my frontal lobe which is my organization and i'll live with that for the rest of my life i'm fortunate now that the obsession has left it's called the obsession of the mind it's where you know i don't think about alcohol anymore you know at the moment i feel amazing but you just got to be very careful not to get too cocky Because the problem is that you feel amazing and then you slack off on the work that you've got to do. 
checking in with another alcoholic every day. You know, I use YouTube and I'll just Google alcoholic stories, but you must do that every day because eventually it normalizes again in your mind. Alcohol becomes the poison that it is. What has surprised me the most is how I didn't know. I've been sober for a year at a time before, but I never knew you could be this happy because I wasn't emotionally sober. Addiction is one of the most stigmatised forms of mental health issues. There's a belief that the person is simply less better at controlling themselves than others, and they could just stop it if they wanted to. But for many, that stigma is enough to keep them from admitting their struggle and for reaching out for help. In fact, here in Australia, there's often a 20-year gap between when an addiction problem begins and when someone seeks help for it. Imagine the pain and suffering that could have been avoided if they were encouraged to talk about it right from the start without judgment. If your health is suffering due to dependence on drugs, alcohol or gambling, don't wait 20 years until it gets so bad you have no other option. Reach out to the National Alcohol and Other Drug Hotline 1800 250 015. Or if it's a life or death situation, call Lifeline 13 11 14. We'll post links to other services in the show notes. This episode of The Quickie was produced by myself, Claire Murphy, with audio production by Ian Camilleri and guest booking by Mel Zauer. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of the land we have recorded this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures.